Welcome to SelfDiscoveryMedia.com, where we discover the communities that are making a difference in the lives of others. Our self-discovery is something we are all making on our life's journey. Here you will find the people that will be your guidance, that will be your inspiration, that will be there for you in support on your journey of life. Do enjoy. Our next show is... Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful guest, Mary Ellen Siganovich. She has sent me two absolutely stunning books. One is Truth, Taking Responsibility Unleashes True Healing, which is absolutely true. And it's 366 Daily Truths to Guide You. The most beautiful book with absolutely exquisite cover here. And the other book is The Healing Words, Life Lessons to Inspire. Um, words are extremely important. What we say to ourselves, what we say to others, very often if we're mean to others, it's a reflection how we feel inside. Uh, and that dialogue with self is probably the first step that you need to take in any form of healing because if what we say to ourselves is what manifests within our body uh, sickness comes from that disease disconnect and it's very very important that we not only speak well to ourselves but to others and create a harmony and a vibration in which we wish to live and words do matter the soul sticks and stones or break your words, words will never help. No, words matter. Um, they matter how you say them, to whom you say them to, in which tone you say them, and how much you believe them. So let's take Mary Ellen's journey as to writing these books. This is a thick book, folks. She, she put some <laughs> real time and effort into that one. So let's find out her journey into leading to this because she's had a journey. Um, she's um, have been faced with some diseases and she's been faced with a few other things that she's had to override and that takes courage and strength and then she took that courage and strength and put it into some beautiful books and some beautiful teachings and a video that she does every day to help you on your journey our perfect kind of customer right here in self-discovery media welcome mary ellen oh thank you sarah it's such a blessing to be on your show thank you so much i appreciate everybody that's listening and just grateful to be here Okay, we all have a crossroads at life. You know, we live this life of expectation as we grow up. You should be, you've got to do all of that type of stuff. And then somewhere along the line, it could be a nice nudge, a wink, wink, a cosmic two by four. Something comes along to change our direction. And it does that because it's telling us we're on the wrong path and that we have to take the inside journey before we can take an outside journey. Was there any uh, particular moment in time that that happened to you? Have you always been on this, this journey of truth? I think I've always been on a spiritual journey, although, I, of course, you don't know it. You know, mm -hmm. I was diagnosed with epilepsy at the age of six, and I was always told what I couldn't do. You yes. Know, you, you can't marry. You can't have kids. You can't. Don't tell anyone you have it. And I was like, and I was always told, well, at least you don't look like you have it. And I used to say, what do people with epilepsy look like if I don't know if I have it? I mean, huh? And so you go through all those, and it's not that my family was trying to hurt me because they weren't. At the time period, I was diagnosed in 1958. So at the time period, they were simply trying to keep me safe yeah. and away from the societal prejudices. So you go through that, and I 
went through high school. Went, I was a cheerleader anyway. I modeled downtown Atlanta anyway. And I applied to the University of Georgia. And my mom goes, well, okay, we'll send you your medication. Okay, fine. And I joined a sorority, you know, Alpha Chi Omega. And I finally told one of my sorority sisters that I was living with. I said, well, I have something to tell you. And I, I took forever. And I said, I have epilepsy. And she goes, so what? No big deal. Evidently, you have a very mild case of it. And I'm like, so, no big deal. Okay. So then I was went through school and I was about to get married to my first husband. It took me six hours to tell him what I had. So I didn't want to get married without telling somebody. Right. And he finally goes, well, thank God. I thought you were going to die. That's nothing. And I was like, what? What do you mean that's nothing? You know? And then his mother, my mother-in-law at the time, was very instrumental into helping me see that I was okay anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. Until the birth of my first child, or my, both my only child, which was Stephanie. And at the age of three, she was diagnosed with epilepsy, at which point all those teachings of you can never have a child or anything came back and just, and I just broke. And I was just, I was mad at God for a whole year. I mean, mm-hmm. little Little blonde me was mad at God. I said, how can you do this? How can you do this? So I finally took her up to the Yale New Haven University, met with a world-renowned neurologist who told me at the end of our study, he put me in first, put Stephanie in next. He said, I don't I don't know who diagnosed her or why, but you have a perfectly healthy, normal child. Okay, that was great news. I was, wow. I never thought about going back and suing anybody because you know, doctors do the best they can. All right? They jump to conclusions a lot of the time. <laughs> and if you buy into that picture of what yeah. they say, without getting a second opinion, without mm-hmm. checking it out, mm-hmm. then I'm the one responsible, not the doctors. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Stephanie's now a PA. She's in Idaho right now. She's about to go to Ecuador to climb another mountain. So <laughs> she's, doing, she's doing great. All right. So I go through and my first husband leaves. And he says, I don't love you anymore and left. And I was like, okay. And I was angry and angry about my childhood and angry about him leaving and angry about everything. And angry is depression, so I was depressed. And so a friend of mine told me to go to the Atlanta Awareness Center. They could help me. Because I'd been to different psychiatrists. And depending on the psychiatrist you go to, yes, they can help you and a lot of them have their own problems. So. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I have to find one that works for you. So I went to the Atlanta Awareness Center and I started studying something called a Course in Miracles, mm-hmm. which really woke me up to myself. And it brought me so much peace and it brought me so much truth. I'd always studied and read all the books of the Bible. That's all fine. I'd always look for alternative ways of healing, whether it's Ayurvedic healing, Chinese herb, whatever. So I studied through the Atlanta Awareness Center for probably about three years and came to a lot of peace. I met my second husband, and I'd been playing tournament racquetball since about 1986 just to get all the frustration out of my system. And when I played racquetball, I would get dizzy and lose my footing. And my neurologist just shook her head. She goes, well, you have MS, you have multiple sclerosis. Well, I didn't have any idea what MS was, mm-hmm. you know, this is 1986. 
And I looked at my daughter and I thought, well, you know, I handled the epilepsy. I can handle this too. Although it's been a little bit more challenging. <laughs> and so when I met my, you know, if you went on a date and didn't like somebody, all you had to do is tell them what you had. They turn around, and take you home. <laughs> but when I met Pete out, you know, I really, really liked him. So my daughter's like, did you tell him? Did you tell him? And so I, we went to the gym and I played him in a game of racquetball. And I gave him 14 points. You only played a 15 and I beat, I beat him 15, 14. So that night I told him I had epilepsy. So he goes, okay, whatever. Couple days go on and I said, well, I've got one more thing to tell you. And I just kind of hemmed and hawed because you never know how somebody's gonna take yeah. a diagnosis of MS, okay? And I said, well, okay, I have MS, multiple sclerosis. And he goes, he just sits back and he goes, well, okay, and there, is there anything else you have to tell me? <laughs> he said, I love you. <laughs> and we've been together, we've been married 23 years now, so and everything yeah. works. And everything works out yeah. when you're okay with the diagnosis. Exactly. Then exactly. everybody else will be okay with the diagnosis also. Yes, I mean, how many people get a diagnosis of something and become sicker or become sick mm -hmm. purely out of the diagnosis? There are many people that are diagnosed with cancer or heart disease or this or that, and they go, oh, I, I'm dying. And they do. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, and, and I'm not talking about years later. I'm talking about yeah. really quickly because they gave mm -hmm. up. They gave in to the disease. And mm -hmm. a disease is just a reflection of something going on. You know, the mm -hmm. body breaks down when the heart and soul isn't activated exactly. right so you have to have an activation there and sometimes an illness is given to you to slow you down depending where your mm -hmm. energy is at um or it's your it's your challenge in life to overcome because what you're going to learn from that strength and courage mm -hmm. is going to be part of what the work you do is part of the service you do later but giving up is is not a you know resistance is futile right <laughs> you know it's yeah. uh, okay you've got it now what do you do with it yeah um, everything's a wake-up call yeah, that's it what is. i teach people mm -hmm. because when i first was diagnosed with ms i went home the next morning i called the national ms foundation this was back in 1986 and i said well send me all the literature you have about multiple sclerosis so they sent me this big packet of literature and it was so negative i know i was like oh my gosh so i called and i was teaching middle school at the time and my students would tell you, don't get her mad. You don't want to get her mad. Okay, don't get mad often, but when I get mad, I kind of yeah. lose. Yeah, combustion. I called the National MS Foundation. I said, how dare you send this packet of negative literature? How can you do this? And they said, well, we hate to tell you. And I said, I hate to tell you. And I just slammed the phone <laughs> down. And of course, I couldn't shred things back then. I didn't have a shredder. I took the literature and I just trashed it. And what I teach people is that I was buying out of that negative yeah. picture. Yes. You know, I was created, and it's not that I don't have MS inside me to deal with. Of course I do. When I get stressed out, when I get don't get enough sleep, when I eat the wrong foods, diet is so very important. Mm -hmm. And exercise, I exercise religiously every single day, and I always have. I mean, that's just something that I've always done. And you can handle it you can handle this ms monster yeah some days are worse than others i got that and if you need help there are natural ways out there there are there's ayurvedic healing there's chinese herbs there's all kinds of varieties of programs that you can go to and that's the um 
kind of the external way of looking at it, but you know, how many people do we know, and I'm sure you know quite a number of people that have been diagnosed with something and they've either managed to cure it or they've had to learn to live with it, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. it's the managing of it and they understand that staying in the, in the land of positivity and wonderment and exploration mm -hmm. and love is yeah. going to is going to give them all the strength they need and like yeah. a bad day isn't the end of times it's simply a bad day yeah. and it's a day to nurture and love yourself not go oh is this it you know because you know, <laughs> we have a lot of soap operas we don't need and you yeah. don't need one in your own life so it's yeah. how and it also doesn't mean giving in and like I'm, you know, hurting today, but I'm going to push through. I'm going to show this pain where I'm at. No, just it's saying, love yourself, nurture yourself. This is a day where yeah. you need to give yourself the attention and not everybody else. So that attunement exactly. with self is so important, isn't it? Yeah, I, that's what I teach people. You could either come from love or fear. Yeah. Okay. And so you want to approach, in my case, MS with love. Not that anybody should love having MS. But when you put your arms around it and give it a great big hug and say, hey, I can squeeze the living dickens out of you, you know, and I can put you back, my monster back in his cave. And you learn how to live with it. If you, you approach it with fear, if you go, oh my gosh, when I have MS and I'm gonna be this, well, that's what you become because what you yes. focus on expands and what you think about happens. What you think grows, right? <laughs> focus on, of course you're gonna be that way. Yeah. You know, you have to think the thoughts you want to create in your life as if they already are that way. Yeah. Yes. I mean, when we talk to people about living in the now, in the mm -hmm. moment, that, you know, the gift of the present is in the now. And mm -hmm. it's what you do in the now will, which will set what your tomorrow is going to be. Yes. So whatever seeding you're planting, make sure you water and nurture it always, each and every mm -hmm. day. And you can plan for tomorrow, you can, you know, schedule for tomorrow, but mm -hmm. don't live in tomorrow or yesterday. Yeah. I think more people live in yesterday than they do in the present. <laughs> yeah. uh, and what is the gift of the day? And if the day is, yeah, you have pain, you've got to take care of yourself today. That's just the gift from the universe telling you, don't forget to love yourself. That is very true. Very true. You have to love yourself first before you can love anyone else. Yeah. Let you, can't give, you can't give to somebody something else you don't have. Exactly. Just, just like if I, if you asked me for a dime, and let's say I don't have any change in my pocket, I don't have a dollar bill, I don't have anything. I can't give you a dime because I don't have it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's the, um, the other side of the coin when people know that you are a giver and a sharer and, and a healer and yeah. all of a sudden the piranha teeth come out <laughs> yes. and then they want to suck the life out of you to rejuvenate yeah. them and of course then there is the boundaries that we need mm -hmm. to have to protect ourselves and I think people get very lost in what is a boundary you know yeah. um, and that boundary is you you know which vibration you you resonate on yeah. and resonate with people that are within that frequency if you've got people at that lower frequency who just want to suck the life out of you, mm -hmm. that's where you just say terribly sorry. When you've risen up, I'm there for you, but I'm not coming down to get you. Yeah, I have a lot of clients that I work with by a Zoom or phone, phone or whatever. And what I do, what I teach them to do around other people is to put their shields up. 
Mm -hmm. when I'm working with a client that has issues coming from a lower vibration, yeah. and I'm here to assist them on their journey of life, then I put my shields down so that their stuff doesn't become my stuff. Yes. I, I got enough junk in my bag. I don't need your stuff, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that is, it's, well, it's a very hard lesson to learn. Because, you know, I was the emotional healer and I take on the emotions. And, oh, yeah. uh, and then how do you disperse of those people's emotions and they get mixed up with yours and whose is whose? So yeah. Yeah, that shield around you where you have enough loving vibration to go out and help them, um, but not allow any of that discord to come into you. Yeah. I'm just going to read one of your pages from, from the healing book. Okay. Uh, disease and sickness. Disease is an illusion of the mind. Mm -hmm. When you are not at ease with your life, then a disease will appear to assist you in learning all of the lessons you need to learn while on this planet, uh, this plane of life. Learn that you are as healthy as you want to be. You are in control. Stop giving away your power to others. You are your own physician. Heal thyself to thy own self be true, which is extremely mm -hmm. true. Yes, you may have something that still needs some medical attention. Mm -hmm. yeah. But you have got to be the physician and the external physicians are working with you. It's not giving yourself over to yeah. them and abstaining from your own healing. Yeah, I have doctors that I go to, of course. And before I go to a doctor, I talk with them. I almost like interview them. Yes. Because I want to handle my case of MS my way. Yeah. I don't, now that they have the shots and everything, and, they, you, and I tell my neurologist, you can tell me about that all you want to. As long as I am doing as well as I'm doing, mm. I'm not going to rock the boat. Right. You know? And he'll even tell me, well, you know, you haven't had a seizure in like over 36 years. You can probably stop your medication. Well, if it's not broke, don't fix it. You know, it's yes. no big deal. Right. It's like two pills a day. Not a problem. Yeah. So you have to research stuff and you can't give your power away to a doctor. Yes, you should respect them for the yeah. knowledge that they have. And if in your knowings, when you take uh, prescriptions, in your knowings, you go, oh my gosh, that's making me feel this way or that way or whatever. We've got the internet now. You can research it. You can call your doctor back. You can look at a different way of going there. You know, there's so much out there that you can do for yourself. And yes. too many people just give their, they just want a quick pill to fix everything. Yeah. Or somebody else to fix them and uh, abstaining yeah. from any self-responsibility. What is life about? But experiencing the journey yeah. of life in its ups and downs. Um, yeah. I've, I've interviewed people that I, I'm shocked they're still alive or that they're, <laughs> that they're still smiling, that they, you know, that they're contributing to society uh, because what they've gone through, I wouldn't blame them if they gave up. You know, because mm -hmm. it's horrific, but they found an inner strength and an mm -hmm. inner courage in them. And they, that's one of very, very important things is we sell ourselves short. We are yeah. so much stronger than mm -hmm. we, you know, led ourselves to believe. And we're so much more empowered. And oh. if you find that doctor, whatever practitioner you're with um, and say, I'm very grateful for your service, but work with me. Yeah, it's yeah. not necessarily for me or me handing myself over to you, but work with me. Let's mm -hmm. look at how we can do this together and look at it as a team. Exactly. It, 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 that is so true. 
And there are so many other natural healing. I studied Ayurvedic healing mm -hmm. because I was having a lot of pain with my MS on my arms. Now, a long time ago, neurologists would tell you, oh, MS doesn't have pain. And I'm like, yeah, it does. And it would hit out of nowhere. I mean, Sarah, I could be sitting there watching TV with my husband and all of a sudden, bam. Yeah. I mean, nothing's wrong. I'm not stressed out or anything. Mm -hmm. And the pain on my arms. And then I would get little hot spots. And then I would get little blisters. And the doctors would say, oh, you're being burned. How can I be burned sitting on my couch? Right. So when I studied Ayurvedic healing and I found out I was a, a Vata Pitta Dosha, which is a body type. And they said, you have a lot of fire in your system. Mm -hmm. So in order to put out the fire, put some organic coconut oil on your skin at night. Mm. You, know, you know, I haven't had any pain in my arms since I've been doing that. Right. None. Right. So there are a lot of different healing techniques out there. It's been open to it. You know, mm -hmm. doctors have only really been around well, a couple of hundred years of that. You know, the thousands of years before that was all mm -hmm. the natural healing. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we, we say alternative healing, but it was what was there to start off with. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and they knew, you know, that this, it's like the native Indians. They know you don't just heal the body. You have to heal the mind and the spirit as well. Yeah. And very often, where is that pain coming from? Is it even this lifetime's pain? Is yeah. it coming from a past life or ancestral DNA? Um, be inquisitive and, and, uh, and seek out, you know, you found out your body types and now mm -hmm. you knew what you needed to do. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Understand yourself, mind, body and soul. Understand mm -hmm. yourself because then you'll realize there in that information, there are so many tools that can help you move forward in life. It's uh, yeah. we seem to be forever chasing ourselves rather than just stopping and allowing ourselves yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's so true. And there's always something to learn from it. Absolutely. So always step back and say, what do I need to learn from this experience? Right. That's what it's there for. Right. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, you know, yeah. show our strength and courage and, and the knowledge that comes out of it. Yeah. yeah. And we are here to learn. That's what our job is. Yeah. You write about the past. The past does not exist. It is gone. Why are you stuck in a time caught up in memories of pain that never was or will be? The past and the future are simply your perceptions of what you think. Take no thought. Now, the mm -hmm. past. Uh, in you know is an experience we've had yeah and some yeah. of it is wonderful memories and some of it isn't and we take wonderful memories forward with us yeah and we take the lessons that we've learned from the past forward with yeah. us but as they say be emotionally tuned in but don't be emotional about it and yes. if you're stuck in your past you're being emotional about it and it's stopping yeah. you from moving forward yeah and it's just so amazing how many people want to keep dragging their past along with them? And I'm Bring like, them down. you didn't like it then. You know, <laughs> right. if you don't like yourself now because you're acting this way, you're acting the same way that your mother did. Why are you doing that? And they go, well, I don't know. I don't know. You know, when is God going to tell me? God's not going to tell me. God is in you. God yes. is in me. God is everywhere. You know? He's here right now. Just choose it. Yeah. All you have to do is choose it. Yeah. And it's, you know, it gets frustrating at times at how many people, because I was messing with one of my clients one time and I said, well, 
we're talking right now in the now. When you came in here, that's now past. And when you leave, that's going to be future. So if we talk long enough, we'll be into the future. <laughs> <laughs> A little too mind-blowing for some people. <laughs> what I love to is right next to past, you've got gratitude. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I say gratitude is a positive attitude. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you're saying take nothing for granted. Become grateful. Generate an attitude of gratitude for life, for love, for yourself. And then you may live life to the fullest. Smile and become grateful. Gratitude is, like kindness, enormous. Yes. Because when definitely. you are grateful for what you have, you know, you're right. The tsunami has come and washed you out, but you're stuck in a tree. Be grateful you're in the tree. Great. Somebody can rescue you. It's it's if we look to what we have rather than constantly concentrating on the have nots, we would be more grateful. Yeah. And when you're grateful for what you have, then you get more of what you have. Yes. You know, so many people are afraid to like donate stuff or give it away or whatever give it away. You know, if God wants you to have it, you're opening up space for more. Right. You know, be grateful for that. Like every, and I learned this through my MS because there was a day when I woke up and I fell to the floor. I didn't have legs Mm -hmm. for three months. And it ended up being a reaction to a flu shot, flu vaccine. I I, I I was told never to get vaccines ever again. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, thank you for that. And then I woke, I've woken up before and my eyesight's been all messed up and it's lasted for again, about three months. I had to wear a patch over one eye while I drove a car. I was like, this is great. <laughs> and, but little by little, it came back. So now, you know, when I look at the full moon, I, I, I great. And I put that picture in my mind and I'm so thankful for my legs and I'm just so thankful for every single little thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a huge thing. I, 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 um, I was given fibromyalgia. One of the reasons was is that my cosmic energy was a little too high. So they were going to dampen it, right? So, and I understand that feeling of, you know, your body is with you one moment and not the next. Yeah. And there's sometimes you can push through it and say, not now, buddy. And other times you just have to go, okay, I surrender. Yeah. And the surrender isn't giving up. It's surrendering mm-hmm. to the moment. My yeah. body obviously needs to recharge or it needs some loving attention. Uh, mm-hmm. When I give that, I can get back to, to life. If I ignore that, it's going to give me the cosmic two by four. So yeah, it's, it's learning and tuning in. And you don't, you know, yeah, the pain can piss you off sometimes. But if you get angry, you're going to make that pain worse. Oh, exactly. Right, I so, was taught by a spirituality person a long time ago, don't identify with the pain. Right. Just say pain is present. Right. And, and of course, sometimes when it hurts so bad, you just want to take the spirituality and throw it in the trash. But (laughs) it's like you were saying before, it's giving yourself permission to take a day off. It's giving yourself permission to take care of yourself instead of always taking care of everybody else. That is a huge one, because especially, you know, um, you know, my particular type is to constantly give. And then you give and you go suddenly see your, your gauge on the fuel thing is in the red. And it's yeah. like, you've got to go fill up your tank. Otherwise you're pushing your vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, so it's pay attention to the signs that are within you. 
of, exactly. of what you need to do and and if you go well, you know but i was i was paying attention and everything was fine but i still got knocked over anyway uh sometimes we don't understand why we've just simply got to go through the process exactly and, yeah. and i think if you try and understand why every time but why but why you're stuck so much in the why that you uh, yeah you're not living you know in the now so if the why can be answered it will be but it may come much later mm -hmm. in, in in time where that ah yeah. oh, okay now i understand and well, i teach my client is. is that there really isn't any why it, it just it just was yeah it's like god is the i that i am you know yeah. if you're searching for the why it's like don quixote going after the windmills you know right. it, you're searching for a nothing a no thing yeah yeah now you have another one here on violence and <laughs> you know violence isn't just about people storming capitol hill you know there's <laughs> there's the violence um that we even do to ourselves or our loved ones so you say violence is a fearful act violence mm -hmm. is not loving therefore violence is not a reality of god man chooses to make it real this is so absolutely true god is love there mm -hmm. is no yeah. religion oh well, there's plenty of religion written that you have <laughs> to hurt someone or kill someone if they're not yeah. your cry but um if you're looking at the message of god when you're truly tuned in it is all about kindness and love and abundance and letting your cup run over. Mm -hmm. You can dislike something, mm -hmm. a dislike an act, to dislike something going on in your life. But the moment you step into hate, it consumes you and yeah. it devours you and it spits out you know, from yeah. you. And where is the room for love? Yeah, that's why you know so many people ask me like, well, you know, he shot that man or he shot that man. Or he, you know, why did God allow him to shoot that man? God didn't allow him to shoot that man. Yes. That man picked up that gun and made that choice in that moment to shoot that person. And as the human choice, and as bad as this is going to sound, that was the best that man could do in that moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, we all sign a song contract before we come here, you know, mm -hmm. and so, you know, it's, we don't really always know what the experience is meant to be, you know, mm -hmm. long or short of it. It's what we do with it. Yeah. And if it's taken you down a dark path, then um, it's for you to look at it and go, it, it does this serve me? Does this serve anyone else? Yeah. Uh, we can't make people turn around. We can inspire no, them we, and we can have yeah. all the tools ready to welcome, but it has to be their choice. That's free will. Yeah. Now, death, uh, so many people are afraid of death and, yeah. uh, you know, death is just leaving this vessel. The spirit carries on, but you've written in truth, there is no death. Your energy will simply change form. Your human form will be gone and your true essence, your soul and your spirit, you will, you, you will know as it has always known the peace that you have strived to reach while on this earthly plane. Amen, sister. Absolutely. You know, so, so busy being afraid of dying, you've forgotten how to live. Yeah, I wrote that one because I was in an accident. Oh, gosh, back in the 80s, I guess. And I was in a coma for three days. Mm. And I went to I remember leaving my body and I remember floating up. And I remember being 
the darkest dark place. There wasn't any gnashing of teeth or anything, thank God. <laughs> and I remember it being so dark and I remember it being so cold. I remember being cold. And then all of a sudden at the end over here, there was this doorway. It was exactly like a doorway opened up and this brightest white, most beautiful light ever shone through. So I thought, well, I'll go over there. So the best I can say is I floated, you know, that way. And this man comes in the doorway and I call him Christ, you know, the Lord. And he stops me and he says, it's not, not your time yet. You have a lot of good to do on this earth. Mm-hmm. And I, and I kept looking around him and I was like, oh, it's so beautiful in there. Yes. I, I you kind of move away, please. Yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to go. In yes. <laughs> and uh, he said, no. And as soon as that door slammed shut and it was just like the sound of a door slamming shut, I was awake. I was in intensive care. There were tubes everywhere and people were running everywhere going, she's awake, she's awake. And I was like, well, what just happened? Yeah. Yeah. So I know there is another side. I know there is peace. Yes. I often refer to it as as going home, you know, because that's where Mm -hmm. the spirit and soul comes from. Um, I faced death a couple of times in my life and um, um, not in such a long coma, but one before while I was in labor with my son, I just suddenly disappeared. And I'll come back when it's over. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, I think the fear of dying comes from people who A, don't know how to live and B, who um, don't really understand the love of God, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that we will have many lifetimes in our in our you know book of experience and each time will be a different vessel and that it's nothing to be feared but which means you don't rush towards it because as he said it's not your time you've got to go back and do what you need to do and when your time does come you know that it is a beautiful experience not if of course if there's violence involved in it you know that's a different scenario but um crossing over can be just as beautiful as coming into the world and, mm-hmm. you know, when your time does come, again, surrender um, to, mm-hmm. the, to the beauty of that transition. So and one, yeah. one thing I tell people too, Sarah, is that I know people are still with us. Yeah. I learned that after my father passed away. My father and I were very close. My mother and I had issues. But anyway, my daddy was raised in Montana. So when I went to this funeral, when I came home in North Carolina, there was one male deer in my backyard. And that was daddy telling me he was okay. Okay. A couple of days later, there were three and there was a female and two male. And he had a sister and a brother who had crossed over before him. And he was telling me that he was okay. And there are actual times when I can, I must say here for lack of a better word, right? when I know daddy is with me mm-hmm. and I know what he is saying to me. Yes. So anyone who has lost a loved one, they are still with you. They are still looking after you. They are still, if you have something to say to them, if you want to be forgiven for something, just talk to them. Yeah. They're there. Yeah. If you remember that movie, um, I've forgotten the name of it now, but it's where the kid says, I see dead people. Um, oh, yeah. And you know, I, I kind of grew up with that. I felt the entities of people around me all the time. Mm-hmm. And I used to play with them and I just didn't understand why nobody else could. And, <laughs> and it's just pity because that my plane was opened 
to them, yeah. right? So it's, we are so limited in our thinking that this vessel, this earth is all mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. And, you know, when we look at that, this beautiful vessel we've been given is to have this experience. It's yeah. the ride in order to have the experience, the earthly cosmic experience. It can be, yes, it's a struggle, but it's so rewarding at the same mm -hmm. time. And you can't have the experience just as a humanoid or just as a spirit. You've got to have the human yeah. spirit, the beingness to truly understand and immerse yourself right into it. And that's when the fear leaves, isn't it? Because you know that you're, you're in good hands. You, you know oh, that oh, you're yeah. on that vibration of love where you're safe. Yeah. I mean, it's all about being in love. Mm -hmm. I mean, love with yourself. I yes. mean, unconditional love, no judgments, no expectations, no motives. And it's all about learning. Yes. But the philosophy I teach people is a philosophy of one finger out, three fingers back, mm -hmm. which means the good you see in others is the good you have inside yourself. Right. And conversely, the things about other people that hook you are the universe's way or God's way of showing you what you need to work on in yourself. And if you can just drop it, then that's not necessarily in you. Mm. But the next day, if you go, well, I don't know why she was so angry. And I don't know why she was so angry. And you keep going over and over about that. Okay, what in you is still angry? Right. You know. Yeah, you're worrying at a sore and you're just going to make it worse. So, yeah. you know, it's, sometimes it might be just, you know, going for a jog and screaming on the bridge. You know, letting <laughs> it all out, you know. Yeah. So, it's, you know, you've got one here, realness. Get real right feel your feelings they will lead you towards the truth become really enthusiastic about your life and know your truth the only one who can truly that can take uh, that can truly take care of you is you stop looking for someone else to do the things that only you can do yeah we're here to assist one another to yeah. guide and support one another to share skills and tools but we're not here to live your life that's your yeah. job. <laughs> yeah, I have an organization here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and it's called Real Health LLC. Of course, real stands for really enthusiastic about life. Because that's what I teach people is that when you're really enthusiastic about life, then yeah, you're going to have bad days and not so good days. And you can still go through life with that smile on your face and inspiring others and encouraging others and doing what you can for our society in our world and our planet to heal it. And that's what we are here to do, you know, yeah. to, to have a healthy earth. I mean, this earth right yeah. now is, it, she's angry and she's upset and she yeah. is letting us know that if we don't change our ways, you're evictors. Because um, mm -hmm. the yeah. earth can survive very well without humans, thank you very much. Right? But yes. we can't survive very well without her, so. <laughs> yes. I'm on to the other book now. Okay. Um, Taking Responsibility Unleashes True Healing. And there's one I just opened up to because I like to just open up to, to where it comes in. Yeah. And nothing is true or false. Everything is the color of the crystal that you look through. What you perceive in your life is a reflection of a combination of your beliefs, your knowings, and your experiences. Everyone knows you can either see a glass half full or half empty. The choice you, uh, the choice you make will be a reflection of what you have been through in your life and what you have been taught by society. Remember, you can always choose differently. Today, be aware of the color of your crystal you look through to see your life experiences. Perception is just such a huge thing, isn't yeah. it? 
Oh, exactly. <laughs> and even if you, from. even when you see the glass half full, it's still, I mean, half empty, it's still full because yes. the other half of it is filled with air molecules and yes. atom molecules and all this yes. stuff. So the glass is truly always full. Yeah. Yes. Again, mm -hmm. perception, there's a wonderful <coughs> drawing on, mm -hmm. on Facebook where a guy, they're looking at logs and the guy's pointing, no, three, there's only three here. And the guy's on the other angle and said, no, there's four. Right. And from perception, yeah. yes, there's only yeah. three, what he could see. The other one can see four. Why are we arguing about what we're seeing? Why don't yeah. we just turn the tables and say, hey, this is what I'm seeing. What are you seeing? Oh, okay. You see that and I see that. Isn't yeah. that cool? We can see things from different angles and it can change. But instead, human nature is, it immediately jumps to judgment and argument. Now, that's another thing that I teach people. One of the principles of real health is that there are no problems. There are perceptions and misperceptions. And to the extent you see something as a problem is simply a misperception and you need to step back and look at it again, look at it differently. We have uh, four key personality traits and we are born into those traits and some of those traits are kind of governed by, um, by our life experiences. And that is our perceptions. That's how we're going to communicate, how we receive communication, uh, what we value in our lives and, and how we you know, are productive in our lives. Mm -hmm. And it comes from that particular personality trait. And I'm always saying to people, know thyself, know yeah. who you are, who are you oh, yeah. as, as a mental perceptionist, as a heart and soul being, yeah. you know, know the whole of you because you are taking this full vessel and all that it's wiring and programming with yeah. you forward. If there is some programming that does not serve you anymore, delete it. Otherwise it's going to call a cause a virus in your yeah. body right oh, yeah. so it's you know uh, okay I'm, I'm a particular personality type that may be too sensitive to take this so if i'm that sensitive don't put myself in that situation yeah right so oh yeah know thyself big one you've got one here like it true power comes from within right <laughs> success does not come from other people or external situations true power success comes from within you you can respectfully guide others when you respect them and you cannot respect them until you respect yourself an effective leader treats everyone his and her equally who listens to the ideas from those in his or her guidance. The truth applies to family, friends and work situations. It is important to treat everyone around you with the same kindness you want to receive. A compassionate leader with quiet strength inspires people to trust and to follow. That is how many people thrive on someone yelling at you, <laughs> dictating at you, controlling you, judging you, that vibration is just so oh it shuts people down and it, yeah, it throws does. people into fear yeah why are we inspired by the leaders that can step them into their rhythm and into their tone and that inspire us with love inspire yeah. us with making it right and they they lift us up right yeah. they lift us up and and fill us up yeah. so that we can rise up so again very very powerful in writing all of these, was it something that purely came from your your life experiences or did you channel any of this information? No, both books came from God. Right. 
I didn't I didn't want to write either one of them. Actually, I didn't want to write the first one, which was Healing Words, Life Lessons to Inspire. This is the second edition. And I kept hearing these vignettes coming to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I hear you. And no, go pick somebody else. Please, <laughs> please pick somebody else. I mean, look at me. Bleach blonde hair, long fingernails. They are not going to listen to me. And God came back and he goes, why do you think you've been through everything you've been through? And I'm like, now you tell me, (laughs) now you tell me. So I started writing these and actually my husband I'm married to right now, he thought I was having a breakdown because I could not stop writing. Right. And literally five legal pads later, I just went and set them down on the computer. And this was back in 1999. And I just walked out of the room. I said, they're God, they're written. Okay, fine. And every time I cleaned that room, I saw those legal pads. Until one day I sat down at the computer and I transposed them. I said, okay, they're in a file. And then all of a sudden I got a publisher and I was like, gosh. And then my publisher got me on, had to go on the internet. So I wanted to do something to inspire people that was like healing words, life lessons to inspire, yet different. So I came up with doing a truth of the day, and that was back in 2011. So I started writing them seven days a week, and then I thought, well, I need the weekends off. So now I put like a picture with a little blurb or something on the weekends to give me a little bit of time. And every time I start to write a truth of the day, and I'm writing now into March, I literally sit down in my quiet spot with my meditative music that works for me, And I talk to God and I say, okay, what do you think the people need to hear? What do you want me to write now? And they just come. They just come. And so when I started writing the truth of the day, people started saying, well, we need these in a book. Mm -hmm. Well, I didn't want to use any of them that have been on the internet. So I sat down and it literally took me seven months to write truth, taking responsibility, unleashes true healing. And I thought, okay, they're, they're in a book. And of course it, it was published and it's, it's been a journey. It's been a great journey and it's been very rewarding and it's become my purpose to wake people up. That's yes. what I want to do. I want to wake people up so they'll quit saying, you made me do that. No, they didn't make you do that. Why did you choose to do that? Yeah. That is a choice, you know? So they both came to me. Mm. Well, you know, I'm a big person on the knowingness, so you allowed the knowingness. Yeah. Uh, you stepped out of your own ego. Um, when I write or even when I do my own shows, sometimes I know what I'm going to say. Sometimes I just press record and what comes out? <laughs> the same as when I'm writing it, you know, yeah. it's uh, I may have a particular, I want to write or, or address that situation. How I'm going to do it, in what format, it will literally just come. And mm-hmm. that is, again, you know, the allowing, the trusting, the yeah. l- letting it be and getting out of your own way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The ego holds us back so much. Even when you think you've gotten out of your ego, yeah. you know, then God says, well, handle this one. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I messed up again. Okay. <laughs> you've got another one here, which I like short and simple. No person is a failure who is enjoying life. Now, and before I read that any further, um, if you've fallen flat on your ass 
and you've got to get back up again, that is not a failure. If you tried something and it didn't work, that is not a failure. Mm -mm. If, yeah. if you are constantly moving forward, trying different things, which has yet not manifested, that is not failure. Giving up is a failure. So failure. this is yeah. what you say. Enjoying life is one of the most important things you must give yourself permission to do. You can enjoy what you are doing or you can complain about it. If mm -hmm. you are complaining about something, change it. Life is too short not to enjoy such an, uh, each and every moment of the day, rain or shine today become a success choose to enjoy life yeah we have overwhelming days where are just like oh god you know nothing's going right or i feel uh. mm -hmm. and you know that's it's not a failure day you you know i didn't get this done oh i'm beating myself mm -hmm. up and it's like you weren't meant to get it done the yeah. interruption was perhaps we uh, on earth don't connect but maybe the you know things weren't aligned for you to do it today yeah all right and so if you just give up, as we talked about earlier, like I've mm. got a diagnosis, I'm going to die, I've given up, <laughs> you know, uh, it's to understand we have all that strength and courage with this, but we have incredible abilities that we don't even know we've tapped into yet. And so exactly. it's, it's looking at what choice do I have here? Mm. And you'll and you do so many more. I'm sorry, sir. And if you try something and it doesn't work that way, then try a different way yes. to do with it. You know, yes. like I reached out and connected with you. I try to reach out and try to connect with somebody because I want to get these, not just the books out. I want to get these messages out to mm. people to wake them up. So I risked and I, I connected with you and I thought, well, if she wants, fine. If she doesn't. And we connected and this is a beautiful moment. You know, this is great. If you're not willing to be open to receive, now, not not every door you open up is is going to be a golden nugget like yourself. And you're yeah. going to go, OK, yeah, you, you know, you're doing something great, but it's not my cup of coffee because I don't drink tea. Um, it's <laughs> it's, you know, and nor am I everybody's cup of tea or coffee. Right. I have a particular style of my own. If there isn't a synergy between us, then we're not going to be able to make it happen. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I wish you ill or that I'm wrong or you're wrong or we failed. Mm -hmm. None of that. It just means yeah. there isn't that vibrational connection. And yeah. it's same for the people who are listening. I'm not a quick five minute mm -hmm. bah, bah, bah show. Mm -hmm. I like to peel away the other, uh, onions and really, you know, get into the heart and soul of it. Mm -hmm. And kudos to any of our listeners that have listened to throughout the oh, show, yeah. because you don't get this kind of information on the quick download. You've got to be willing to give the time to listen, yeah. to learn, and to apply. Yeah, you've got to do the work. And what, if I tell people what you focus on expands, what you think about happens, and they think, well, I'll just think about success and it'll happen. No, you think <laughs> about it and you put the effort and the energy into the opportunities to make it happen. Precisely. Yeah. You know, I sent God a message and he hasn't answered yet. He's answered on so many ways, but you weren't paying attention because <laughs> he kept waiting for the Amazon delivery. Right. Yeah. Another one you've got is when you honor others by treating them correctly, you honor yourself. Huge one. The golden rule. 
do unto others as you would have them do unto you. It is a key concept in many philosophies, religions and spiritual texts. It is a very simple and clear cut rule. At times it is challenging to honor others when they are the ones mistreating you. Yet when you honor others in any way, you are holding yourself up to a higher standard. Bestowing your gift of loving kindness on all your fellow human beings will generate that kindness to come back to you. Uh, today uh, will make a better world by adhering to the golden rule. That is so important, isn't it? Don't, don't, yeah. you know, it's, I, I've, if I want to be respected, I have to treat not only myself with respect, but others with respect. Exactly. It, yeah. It, what you put out is what you get back. Yeah. So people always think, well, you know, if they'll do better, then everything will be better. No, you do better first. Okay. And you treat others better. And I always tell people, if you're in depression, do something for someone else. Yes. Because when you lift yourself yes. up to give to somebody, all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow, that's great. You know, I'm not depressed anymore. Well, of course you're not depressed anymore because you're not focusing on self. You're not focusing yeah. on that egotistical self. That, a story about that is um, I had invested in an industry that, long story, but in short came to an end. And I was kind of at a crossroads and I was, I do, did used to suffer from depression. I'm on something now, so I don't anymore. Um, and I have to be of service when I'm like that. So I wrote something and mm -hmm. I was uh, responding to some other people on social media. And this woman read what I wrote and went to my site and she said, oh, I love what you're doing. You know, come and be a host on my network. Uh, on my podcast and I go what's a podcast because <laughs> you know, it's nine years ago I didn't know and so for 13 months I was on her network which was live and this is the reason why I don't do live anymore <laughs> far too much can go wrong um, and it was such a wonderful learning lesson for me not only did I discover I love doing this but where I was giving up on humanity and thinking you know I don't blame God if he pressed delete you know suddenly I am now interviewing people and meeting people who have gone over to the other side of truth and love and kindness and the, and yeah. what they're doing for the greater good for humanity for for the planet was so inspiring that yeah. you know now it's nine years later in my own network and you don't know where something's going to go That's don't true. dictate it don't predict it just do it yeah yeah, so true. When an opportunity presents itself, grab it with both hands. Yes. That's true. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, oh, I don't know if I could do it. Well, try. Yeah. Right? Just give it a try, you know, and see, mm -hmm. you know, if you can, because, we, again, we sell ourselves short so much. Yeah, that's why I teach people to get into their knowings, which yes. is your gut, your stomach area, and get out of their beliefs up here because your beliefs are going, well, I can't, I yeah. should have, I would have, I could have. No, get out of that junk in there. Take yeah. no thought. Get into your knowings. That's what, I'm, you know, my knowingness is, is uh, you know, the gut will always speak the truth to you, the soul. That's where the soul speaks to your yeah. heart in resonance and truth. It gives it to the spirit to get into action and the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. This is the database. Yeah. When you come from the soul and the heart, that is the truth and the wisdom. It knows yeah. how to use the knowledge in the database. Yeah. In, the, in that knowingness of what you need to do right now. If we get stuck just in our head, 
all we are is a whole load of information spinning around and we don't know what's relevant to the moment because we haven't yeah. engaged the heart and soul. That's true. Very true. Uh, I, I lost my thought, but that was, that was good. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. I'll read something else in the meantime. Okay. Take a deep breath and respond. Never react. Now, that's a big one of human beings because we want to react, right? That's human nature. Mm -hmm. When you feel sensitive to a situation, you might find yourself overreacting instead of responding to the issue. Take a step back before you ruin a new relationship and utilize your deep breathing techniques to respond, whether at home or at work. Respond from a higher place within yourself. This may take some practice, especially if you have learned to react. In the long run, it will save you many hurt feelings and reduce the unnecessary drama in your life. Before you interact with anyone, remind yourself to take a deep breath and respond. Today, feel more concentrated and calm as you face the day. This is, I think, kind of one of the key problems is yeah. we are, we're kind of wired to respond and we haven't got all the information. We feel yeah. everybody's out there to attack us. We don't really yeah. know why they said that or did that in the first place. If we just took a breath and took a step back and go, why are they reacting that way? Yeah. And what is my well, response? Will it add fuel to the fire or will, will it put the fire out? Yeah. If someone, when someone says something to you, if it punches a button or triggers you and you feel like you're going to react, you need to always take a step back and respond out of love. Always, a reaction is always fear-based. Yes. Response is always love-based. Mm -hmm. So you take a step back and you say, you know, I heard what you said. And, you know, I'm going to get back to you on that point because I really want to think about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, instead of reacting as to, well, I don't know why you said that. You know, I've always, you know, that just breathe your, it's a fire. It's a yes. fire of fear. Yeah. And you can't do that. You know, well, you can, but it's not good. It's not going to have a good result. Yes. <laughs> I like Don, you know, Don Rune's uh, four agreements, you know, speak yeah, your love, word with integrity. Book. Don't yeah. take things personally. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, it, never assume, ask, ask before you jump past judgment and simply do your best by your perception of what is best, not somebody else's. And it's mm -hmm. four, four key principles that if we ad adhere mm -hmm. to in life, would save us a lot of grief. Oh, exactly. I mean, it, it's, and it, again, it all goes back to learning. Yeah. And staying in a love-based mindset and saying, okay, how can I do this? How can I come from love and unconditional love of, again, no judgments, no motives, no expectations? Yeah. <laughs> expectations that's a deep one isn't it um you know um, i say that we have been living by other people's expectations and dictations society's mm -hmm. approval of you mm -hmm. and it's it's such a facade and i think one of the reasons why we've gone through the year we've gone through and that we're still going through was to rebalance who mm -hmm. and what is important we know that our frontline workers and that's anything from the janitor, the cashier, the truck driver, the nurses, the yeah. doctors. They are our heroes. It's yes. not all about the, the CEOs or the person who's got the most followers, you know, yeah. the most popular on TV. And one of the beautiful things is what we've seen in, in many of the shows, especially talk show hosts, they've all had to do it by Zoom. Yeah. Right. But what have we seen? We've seen people in their own homes, no, you know, yeah. professional makeup and hair, all relaxed. Yeah. And we have got 
so much more really deep content out of them because before it was kind of painting an illusion of what they are Mm -hmm. you were now seeing the reality of what they are what do we want more we want the reality because we want to know they're just like us they just have succeeded in other areas that we may not have yet well our societal teachings are so incorrect i mean we teach as a society we teach worry we teach anxiety we teach distress stress, you mm-hmm. know well if you're stressed out take this pill if you're yeah. worried take this pill it you know if you're gonna if you're a good mother then you worry about your kids well if you were a good mother and brought them up right why should you worry about your kids yes. I mean, my daughter used to be over in antarctica for a while and my friends would go aren't you worried about stephanie i said why she's doing what she loves to do yeah i i brought her up the best i could you know i'm very proud of her I'm not going to worry about her. Why, why should I waste part of my day worried about her when she doesn't even know I'm worried about her? And what, how was that going to help her? Yeah. You know, she is not going to feel the worry vibration. It's going yeah. to, but she will receive a loving vibration from you because it's yeah. a higher frequency. It can travel further. <laughs> yeah, that's why I teach people too. The family members are so important when a yeah. family member gets a diagnosis. Yes. Because their thoughts and their concerns and their worries will actually trigger and make that diagnosis worse for that person. Yes. So you yes. have to be okay with it also. You know, not this, uh, I don't know what to say. I'm going to avoid them. Oh, you poor thing. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I remember once going to a fibromyalgia <laughs> clinic that someone took me along. Oh, you might, you might enjoy this, Sarah. Come along. And I had to listen to this guy who had once been a, an addict. And he had all these people with fibromyalgia and all of them were talking about, oh, the pain. Why I managed to get out of bed to come here. And this, oh, you poor thing. Oh, da, 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 da. And she said, don't say anything, Sarah. Eventually. (laughs) 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 And I go, "Um, can you tell me why we're feeding the pain and not feeding the possibilities? Yeah. And I realized the guy's addiction from drugs Mm -hmm. had gone into misery. And yeah. everyone there, it wasn't about, I had a good week. Fantastic. What did you do? We could all benefit yeah. from this. You know, yeah. it, it was all about feeding the disease and yeah. you know, keeping people miserable. And we know that a lot of people, we all like to have attention, but don't we want to have attention that's positive for what yeah. you've achieved and not for what's broken within you? Yeah, that's why I stay away from MS support groups. Yes because they actually want their, I was on a MS website one time and I was putting positive stuff and they told me to get off that they right. like their pain. And I right. was like, okay, y'all can have your pain. That's fine. Because we, we're taught wrong. We right. are taught incorrectly. You know, worry doesn't help anything. If worry would cure MS, I'd worry about it for the next 48 <laughs> hours. Maybe it'd go away. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, and it's also, you know, trying to, trying to fix people. My son, you know, hates the fact that I have to work with this. And he knows that there's certain things I'm challenged to do. Um, you mm-hmm. know, I'm an asthmatic as well, have been for 64 years. So, you know, it's not yeah. going anywhere. And mom, you should do this. Mom, you should do that. Your mom should do that. And I remember just taking him by the face one day and saying, stop trying to fix me. Yeah. Just simply love me. Do you understand yeah. of how much love is in a hug? How yeah. healing that is. Every time you're telling me I need to do this and do that, you're treating me as if I'm broken. 
Yeah. Right? I'm challenged, but I'm not broken. Yeah, I have so many people I'll speak with, and when they find out that I went through epilepsy and, of course, then MS, they go, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, no, it's okay. You don't understand. Yeah. And I don't want to hear that. I don't want to be that. I'm not right. going to be that little victim. I was that little victim. I was brought up being that little victim. Mm -hmm. Oh, poor little Mary Ellen has this. And I, I'm not going there. Been there, done that, not going back. <laughs> So this one is very appropriate. See the light in yourself in order to bring the light into the world. The light of the world dances within you. However, you are unaware of this light because you have not looked deep within your heart. Reach deep inside yourself and see the colors of the light hidden within the darkness. Clear the cobwebs away from this darkness so your light may shine in our society. Today, bring light into your life. Yeah. Again, it's that permission. I lived in darkness for a while. I was in a bad marriage. I was very unhappy. It was the beginning of my fibromyalgia, and I knew I had it. Yeah. And I knew there was light over there. I just didn't know how to get there. And it, yeah. you know, finally, I managed to get out. And then it was all coursed too bright. And then uh -huh. you felt the shadows are constantly chasing you. But yeah. I kept moving forward, not looking back, kept moving forward. As I said, even though I may have fallen, I got back up, fallen, got back up, you know, just yeah. keep persisting. And now I can go into the dark without any fear whatsoever because yeah. I am the light. Yeah. Right. You've got to yeah, be really it's, it's like we've them. all been in a dark in a closet all, yes. all our lives. Yes. And so when we come out into that sunlight, you're like, oh, wait a minute, it hurts. Yes. So you go back in a darkened closet and then you come out a little bit more. Or it's like uh, wearing an old pair of house slippers around the house. You know, they're really great. They're really comfortable, but they're all broken out. So you got to get a new pair. Well, the new pair starts hurting your feet mm -hmm. until you get them broken in. Yeah. And it's the same way when you come into the light. Yeah. You go slowly and you embrace it and you embrace it with love and you drop all that fear. You just push that fear back in that darkened closet. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not to be afraid of the dark. I love yeah. the dark. It's it's my sanctuary. I can go in yeah. there. I'm not afraid of any of the things because what I see in the darkness now is clarity. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm no longer afraid of the dark consuming me because I am the light. But you've got to be working, get at yeah. that. If you want to be young, act young. Now, that doesn't mean, you know, mini suits and go-go boots at the age of 80. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a young attitude. The yeah. easiest way to promote your youth within yourself is to behave in a youthful, lighthearted manner. Too many times we as adults think we must adopt an attitude of sternness to promote maturity. A childlike mindset will help you see the challenges in front of you in a new light. When you play, you remind yourself of the importance of fun, even in the responsible world of being an adult. But being reminded of, of fun can make you feel more youthful and energetic. Yeah. I have, a, I don't know if you know of her, the pink lady. Mm -hmm. Right. She's 88, has her own TV show, full of yeah. chutzpah. I've had her on a yeah. couple of times. I had her on with Esther Schifron, who's written a poem every single day of COVID. And oh, she's wow. an artist, a musician and an author. And I had the two of them on together. And you talk about energy. And, mm -hmm. you know, they've just decided to live in the now, to enjoy the moment. They've had their own disasters. They've had their own pain. They've had yeah. their own suffering. But they say, OK, I've been through that. Don't want to go back. You know, it's about, know. it's about the joy today, right? And yeah. living today's joy. And it is. It's all about having fun. You can still have fun when you're older. I have 
tons of clients when I ask, well, what do you do for fun? And they're like, fun? What's you that? Know? And I'm like, well, what did you do when you were a kid for fun or whatever? I mean, because um, I still go paddle boarding. I still go hand gliding, of course, with an instructor. You know, I, I like to live. I mean, we have an axe throwing place downtown. My husband and I went. We went to escape. We like to live. And even during the pandemic, I walk the neighborhood or I get out or I make myself get out and do things. And even with a mask on, you can say hi to somebody. Yes. You can say, how are you doing? And you can say, excuse me. And I go, oh, I'm so sorry. I was in your way. Excuse me. Yeah. You know, we have too many people out now that aren't mannerly. Right. You know, they're not being kind to each other. We have to get that kindness moment up. Have fun. Embrace aging. Aging is experience. I mean, in a couple of weeks, I'll be 69. Okay. I don't feel 69. You don't look 69. Exactly. And I'm. I mean, yeah. I've had people who've said to me, you know, but oh, no, no, don't tell anybody your age. And I go, hell, I've been struggling to live my entire life. I'm going <laughs> to tell people my age. I'm 66 and still alive. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, goes back to that attitude, doesn't it? You know, exactly. gratitude. Yeah. And I refuse and to be written off because I'm on that side of the, the numbers. I uh, I I also, I mean, I know I've got a lot to give yet to our society and i'm going to give it and nobody's going to stop me exactly and the, and the it's again so many people i've interviewed from 50s up right to 88 you know and my youngest was 10 who wrote a book of 365 days of gratitude with a positive attitude uh -huh. right so from 10 to 88 is the age group that i've uh, i've interviewed when we interview people who are older they have gems and nuggets like this book yeah. this experience and this willingness to open up and learn and then share what they've learned with other people this is an orchard of wisdom ready for clicking i've got 2700 shows here it is a, an encyclopedia of knowledge so wherever yeah. you're going through in life for me i have a show of somebody who's been through that and who's willing to share how they got out of it and what skills and tools and attitude yeah. they had on it it's like no the world does not belong to the young the world belongs to all of those that are still living, no matter yeah. the age. Yeah. And the world belongs to those of us who want to learn mm -hmm. and come from love. Yes. And treat everybody else with respect and kindness and love. And we're going to keep learning. Yeah. Keep stumbling, keep getting back up, right? To, yeah. you know, our exit, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, my dear, uh, I could carry on talking to you for hours and I've loved everything I've read here in this book. And I think that um, ooh, thoughts are creative energy. I've got to do this one. Prayers are the thought we give out to create a desired outcome. Worry is also a thought that consumes your energy. Every thought you choo choose creates an experience with reality and the universal God. When you worry, you are praying and leading energy to the creation of something you do not want. Begin to retain your mind to focus on thoughts and energy of what you do want to bring into your life. Again, what you feed is what will grow, right? So Exactly. Yeah. And I've got to tell people why the peacock's on the cover. Yes, please. Do. Of course, I love the colors. Oh. You, you know how peacocks get their beautiful feathers? No, how? They eat thorns. And the harder the thorn is to digest in the digestive tract, the more beautiful the color in the tail. Oh, I and I relate that. that to people going mm. through our life experiences. 
as we go through an experience and we eat that thorn and we learn from it, yes. okay, then we can become the beautiful, peaceful, successful people that God put us here to be. Exactly. Beautiful. I did not know that. And of course, you look at a peacock and the colors are just exquisite. Yeah. And we, we think well, they're naturally born with it. But no, they've got to create it. So yeah, um, that is really wonderful. So it's uh, taking truth, taking responsibility, unleashes true healing. There are 366 yeah. daily truths serve to guide you. And of course, the healing words, life lessons to inspire. Mm -hmm. Both of these books would be a wonderful gift to self. Uh, but a wonderful yeah. gift to give to other people that you know that are, you know, at a crossroads or just down and need picking up. And, you know, what I love about books like this is, is I go to it and I go, what do I need to know today? And I open it up and that's the page. And friends mm -hmm. act as mirrors reflecting back to ourselves, right? So, yeah. or balance your, the world with time spent caring for yourself. Yeah. Then that's what you're needing to know today. Yeah. So both of these books are absolutely wonderful. How do people get hold of them, love? And how do they get hold of you? Well, there, of course, the books are on Amazon, and you can go through my website for a link. Uh, my website is askmaryellen.com. Of course, that's in the United States. So it's www.askmaryellen.com, and you can connect with me on all my social media posts. It has my personal cell phone number there. If you buy the book and you have a question, you're free to give me a call. I'm here for you. Right. And uh, you, I believe you have a gift for... I, yeah, one listener that is a car that has listened all the way through. Yeah, if you listen to this and set, tell Sarah something you learned from it or whatever, and I'll give a copy of Truth to a person, and how about a copy of Healing Words to somebody else? Wonderful. And believe me, folks, you're going to want to have it. I've been going through the book. Yeah, and the thing is, there's nothing rocket science here. It, it's just, you know, it's just when you read it, you know, b uh, become determined to get things done, you know, and yeah. and just simple things that it's it's what we all go through daily. But just yeah. having somebody say something to you that that just puts you in sync, that puts you in alignment, because it's so easy mm -hmm. to go out of alignment and to have something which is just, a, a, you know, a truth. You know, learn to be attuned to your feelings by helping others. It's uh, your present thoughts set you on the path of future life. They're all very simple. It's not a long, you know, big rocket science book. And this one too is, is also simple sayings, healing words. And it's things we need to know when we need to be reminded of, you know, and it'll help heal you, but it would also make a beautiful gift to someone else you know that's going through struggles. And yeah. I think it's have a book club of it. And then share your feelings of, you know, which, which part really spoke to you and helped mm. you through it. Because, you know, okay, you can have a Zoom book club, folks. You don't have to wait until you can get together, right? So it's, it's you've downloaded everything that we need to know that can help us through life. So thank you so much. You know, it's wonderful. Thank you, Sarah. It's been such a blessing to speak with you. Thank you so much. So it's uh, askmaryellen.com. Correct. And they can look at my miracles with Mary Ellen posts. Now I'm doing Mary Ellen's Miracle Moments and Mary Ellen's Miracle Minutes. Wonderful. Excellent. So, well, this is definitely what you were called to do. And thank you for opening up your channels and downloading this. Um, we're in a world right now of transition. And we uh, are, you know, the disruption always comes before the transition because you have to clean house before you can renew. 
and it's not to be afraid of it because it's a beautiful experience yeah. and and to you know have books like this and people like you because you do videos not every day but almost i do on a monday wednesday and friday right so uh, on your facebook and you put out the videos there facebook and instagram and i have a youtube channel which is also ask mary ellen right so i figured saganovich was too hard for everybody yeah exactly says <laughs> <laughs> so, so, cigar what <laughs> <laughs> definitely um so thank you for doing this thank you for being out there for for people um we all need a little help along the way uh we're we are stepping in in the world of aquarius we're stepping into a world of peace and productivity mm -hmm. and harmony and love but yeah. you can't wait for it to happen folks because you are part of the equation and making it happen exactly what's yes. your contribution what's your gift bring it to the table do not be afraid but first and foremost work on you know your instrument of when and then you'll be able to find your orchestra exactly thank you so much mary ellen thank you sarah i so appreciate you thank you until next time, folks, bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You will hear many, many shows here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. We have new shows for you out every week. Just find them on our podcast or, or what's new. If you feel that you have something to share that makes a difference in the lives of others, or you too feel that you could be a host, please contact me at info at self discoverymedia.com and we will be glad to speak with you. Have a wonderful day.